All right. Hey, everybody. This is a uh, uh, an archived episode. This was recorded back in 2017, and it probably has ads and mentions about certain things we're doing that we were doing in 2017 and that we probably aren't doing anymore. For example, in the past few archived shows, I believe that we've mentioned the magazine, Real Investing Journal, which we no longer publish because we never did get enough people to sign up to make it worth continuing to publish it. It was a big deal. It took a lot of time and effort. So if you're hearing an ad for it, you can't get it. We don't have it anymore. We don't make it. If you want to still leave a review, that would be great. But um, we can't give you the magazine because we don't make the magazine. Um, and uh, we'll we'll get in touch with all of you who thought we, we did have a magazine. But uh, I just wanted to let you know, if you hear an ad for it, don't respond. Please remember that our phone number, if you want to contact us, is 855-935-TALK. That's our call-in number. And you can visit us and know everything we're doing right now by visiting TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com. And now on with the show from April of 2017. This program is sponsored by the investment advisory firm Vestory, which is solely responsible for its content. Opinions and advice do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, or ownership. Content is believed to be accurate but not guaranteed. Nothing discussed here should be considered personalized investment advice, nor solicitation or offer to buy or sell services, products, or securities. It is general money knowledge, information, and opinions. You should always seek out qualified tax, legal, or investment professionals for specific advice and guidance. We're talking real money. Hello again and welcome to another, another, yes, yes, another. Every week we're here, another exciting edition of the program that we believe is most likely to lead you to the best possible financial future because we don't muck things up with all kinds of confusing <laughs> and convoluted garbage as do most of the others out there. I am Don McDonald. Over there is Tom Cock. We invite you to call us right now to solve your financial problems at 877-397-5666. Whatever they may be. Maybe it's your retirement fund. Maybe it's getting your kids going for college. Maybe it's, you know, want to save for a house. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there. We're hoping you have a retirement fund. Yeah, we'll talk I, about that a Really? Bit, we but... want you to have a mm. retirement fund. We cannot tell you how important it is is that you convert what you are doing today, and we call it human capital. Your yeah. human capital. That is the value of you at work. You get compensated for that, so it has a value. But you you have you you eat into that value every year you work. That human capital does deplete, depreciate. I'm learning that this year in the yes, high school we soccer both are discovering. Hey, yeah. Oh, that hurts. Who's the old guy? Oh, yeah, oh. I know. I know. Hey, old guy, get off the soccer field. <laughs> I know exactly. Did you get any of that this week? Nope. Hey, old. Nope. Nope, nope, no nope. old guys this week. So either right, I did a good well. job or they were just being charitable. I don't know which. Or they heard it on the radio. They <laughs> went, yeah. You know, somebody you, did, you, actually. Somebody wrote me last week and said, that was kind of funny. I said, well, kind of. The yeah. radio yeah. is sensitive. Don't say anything. Please. The referee, you know the referee's so, on the radio? But here, the, the point is exact. Is it perfect? Because you, while you're working, you need to be setting aside some of that money for the period of time that you won't be working. Right. At the end of the as day. That's, hard right. as that I might know. be, yeah. you need to do it. And we're here to try to help you through that process. For example, on a regular basis, even though, and bear in mind, everything we suggest to you, if we suggest a mutual fund from Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab or someone, we get zero compensation for that. But you, you've got to, you've, I don't care what age you're at, you've got to be setting aside something for the time that you're either not going to want to work, you're not going to be well enough to work, or no one's going to want to have you work. In my case, no one's going to want to have you show up anymore. So you got to be doing, that's Don was just talking about you got the human capital and then you got the kind of the retirement capital, the money you set aside. Well, actually, what that is, if you think about it, really what what that money in the future is, is you have set aside a portion of today's human capital. Exactly. You've 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 sliced off a piece. You know, if eight hours a day is your that's your work, that's your human capital for what you get compensated. Well, you need to slice off 30 minutes of that or 15 minutes of that human capital, whatever that number can effectively be in your life. 
life and put that somewhere else for that future when you don't have as much human capital to spend. And and you got to have that position so it grows. I mean, I still the yeah. other issue I see is people I just put it in the stable value fund for 30 years that made two and a half percent. Well, I hear it all 2%. the time. We, we, we have some friends who came into some money. And, and, and here's the question that this is. And you, I'm sure you've heard this question. Here's the question they ask. We want to put this money somewhere safe. Yeah, but I want to make money. So we on can it. use it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How much will you guys, how much do you pay on safe money? <laughs> I said, we don't pay anything. We Zero. can help you manage it, but we don't pay anything. Tom and Don are talking real money. Here's another brief interruption. I am surprised at how much people still love their magazines, their print magazines. The vast majority of the most popular magazines on the planet have millions of print subscribers and only a few hundred thousand online subscribers. I learn people like reading on paper, and because of that, I've decided to create a brand new magazine for real investors to help you become a real investor. It's called Real Investing Journal, and it's full of just that, real investing information, the science of investing, the proven ways to make money long-term without gambling. There's no business news. There's nothing about speculating. There's no lifestyle stuff. It is all about investing all the time. It's full color magazine. It's printed every quarter and it's going to cost 25 bucks a year is all. That's all 25 bucks a year. But here's a deal. If you become one of our charter subscribers, we'll lock in $15 a year. And while supplies last, you'll get the very first issue in addition to your next year. That's a deal. 15 bucks a year, and if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. That simple. So go right now to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You need to add that slash subscribe. realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe and sign up for the charter subscription rate of only 15 bucks. You save 10 bucks and you lock it in and you get an extra issue. And you need to do it now because I know we're going to run out of the extra issues, so you better hurry. Go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe, realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You'll like it or your money back and speaking of back we're going back to the show reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money let me ask you a question is it a good investment is it a good investment if your custodian wants to charge you 250 dollars a year just to hold it for you just to hold that security, just to put it in, you know, in your account in at that custodian. Really? Is that a you, good investment or is that a bad no, one? No, that's so typical, though. So this that's is a, so typical of small independent custodians. Well, no, particularly no, no. When, the, the custodian is Charles Schwab. The product is so illiquid. It's a oh, non-traded. Oh, oh, so reach. you're talking about a non, you're talking yeah. about an account in which you've got no second. The, yeah, those are expensive. So the, the this was a non-traded REIT that somebody yeah. was sold a couple of years ago, an alternative investment because that's sexier than a non-traded REIT, right? Well, it's only because we've <laughs> given non-traded REITs a bad rep. Uh, sh- a deserved bad rep. So this was an alternative investment that was, of course, going to yield more than, you know, yield, make you more than the other mm-hmm. stuff. And so they, they they can't sell it. And we went to Get the this. people that, that, where, that where it's held and said, okay, can we, and we have to work with Charles Schwab to move it over. And Schwab says, right. yeah, we'll move it over, but we're going to charge you $250 a year to hold that there. Well, they don't want it. Nope. They don't want it. It's a pain in the neck. They exactly. Because to get any valuation on it, which is what they're required to do, is a complicated mm-hmm. process and very inexact. Now, this is from, speaking of non-traded REITs, if any of you have non-traded REITs, uh, folks, I want to tell you something. You were sold a lie by the people who sold this to you. And, and don't just take my word for it. Take FINRA's. The Financial Industry Regulatory Authority says <laughs> the secondary market is extremely limited. They're not listed on national uh, securities exchanges. Get this line. This is from FINRA's website. Front-end fees can be as much as 15% no. of the share price. 15? I thought 10 was the... 15. Oh, no. <laughs> the commission can be 10. Oh, okay. Then they can get ah, five for it. other selling expenses, which is basically taking people out to expensive lunches and the like. And there, you may get income, but you may or may not get your capital back because some of your income, right here it says it, is return of principle do not there's no reason to oh and there was a study a couple of years ago if you think you're getting special treatment well you are getting special treatment just not of the type you want but if you think you're making
making more than just owning a, a basket of REITs at Vanguard, for example? Wrong. They did a study a few years ago that looked non-traded REITs, you know, on average versus the Vanguard REIT fund. You did way better just owning a REIT index fund than being special by owning oh, a non-traded REIT. special, I've got a friend who used to work with the Denver Broncos who wanted some sort of a special investment. And Uh-oh. I said, do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. He still works there. That John Elway guy. You remember him? He got special he treatment. To, he wanted to feel special. Yep. And he went to a hedge fund guy in Denver. Mm-hmm. The hedge fund turned out to be a blatant Ponzi scheme in which Elway lost almost $15 million. No. Did he lose $15 million? Close to 15 There's wow. a compensation fund that might get him back several hundred thousand. I did not know it was that large. Terrible return wow. on your wow. investment. Wow. $15 million to a few hundred thousand. Um bad. 877-397-5666 is our phone number. What's happening in your financial life? Give us a call. Lena, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Lena. Hi there. Thank you very much for taking my call. It is our pleasure. Okay. I have a question regarding my husband, and um, he's about ready to retire, and he has a 401k plan that he can only take a distribution upon termination. We um, are involved in uh, family homes. We, we like renting those out. It's a good cash flow investment for us. So he went ahead and set up a self-directed IRA. And so um, I know there's a lot of stipulation in regards to that, but here's kind of our dilemma. We'd, we'd like to buy some properties now because of the market and what it's doing. And we'd like to take some cash out of an existing rental property that we have and get the interest rate that we can get now. And then upon termida- termination, which would be at the end of this year, roll the money through the self-directed IRA. Can we pay down the mortgage that we borrowed to buy another investment property? Or does that self-directed IRA money have to be put in a brand new investment property, not an existing one? You can't buy your own property. Basically, that that's what you're up. doing. But I got to yeah. tell you, can I just throw in a couple of thoughts as someone who's been doing this kind of advising for a really, really long time? You oh, don't want to have all yeah. your eggs in this. Okay. I love the idea of someone running a real estate investing business. I think some people who work really hard at it have been very successful, wildly successful. But I also know many hundreds of people who were very successful for a period of time and then they failed like any other business. Uh, My concern is that, yeah, buy real estate, refinance a property to buy more if it makes economic sense for you. But don't let your IRA or your 401k become part of that gamble because it is a risk like any other business. It's a high risk venture and you need to have some money that is reasonably safe and secure and liquid all and liquid should all this fall apart real estate is horribly illiquid how old is your how old is your husband how old is your husband by the way uh, he's 61. He'll be 62 in October. Okay, so he wouldn't have to take a required minimum distribution no. for some time. That was my other, I mean, my my other bit, concern. My advice uh, would be... We weren't, yeah. we weren't going to take all of it. We were just going to take some of it. We were going to have like maybe a variable annuity or something with some of it as mm. well. So. Well, I, okay. Uh, let, uh, let me go again. This is going from bad uh, to worse, Lena. Yeah, Wait a minute You don't want now. any... No annuities. <laughs> Sorry. No, re- no annuities in retirement plans ever, ever. <laughs> Okay. You're There's just no getting reason. ripped off yeah. by salespeople. They're making a big commission, and you're not doing well at all. Um, okay. Uh, how much money how, altogether, if you were to liquidate all of your real estate, all of it, what would you guess the ballpark figure of its worth is? Mm, a little over $2 million. Okay. And how much is the IR or the 401k worth? Um, a little over 500000 yeah, and see, I have another one too, by the way. Yeah, but you put those together, and still you're looking at a very, a relatively small portion of your total portfolio. If you have two million invested in real estate and only maybe even three quarters in other things, you need to remain diversified. Tom and Don are talking real money. Let's make a deal. We need reviews for our podcast to make it more popular, and you'd probably like a free year of Real Investing Journal. So I'll trade you a year of Real Investing Journal through a fifteen dollar coupon. Code in exchange for a review at iTunes for the podcast Talking Real Money. Here's how you get your coupon code. Go to iTunes, write a review of Talking Real Money that at least goes into a second line, drop me a note at don at talkingrealmoney.com, 
along with the text of the review. I'll go check. As soon as I see it there, I'll send you the coupon code, and you can order the only real investing magazine, Real Investing Journal, and get the first year free. That's all there is to it. Just send me the copy of your iTunes podcast review to Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, and I'll give you a coupon worth $15 off Real Investing Journal. Now, this is a limited-time offer, and there's only one per email address. So go ahead and submit your review to iTunes and then send it to me, Don, at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. This is one of the big questions uh, that everybody kind of has, Don, is I'm going to retire. I've got this bucket of money. What do I do? How do I create my retirement income? You started the program talking about human capital and the fact that you're going to have to spend that later. Rolling the money out of the 401k into something that's illiquid, I believe in retirement is not a good way to go because if you're going to need the money, it's hard to get it. Now you're going to say, well, I'm getting income from my properties. That could change. For me, that's too too risky. But then going the additional step, as Lena said, well, we're going to put some of it into a variable annuity. We would not recommend that either. Ever. Ever. Variable annuity is not, well, it's expensive, it's illiquid, and as Don pointed out, it's usually poorly sold for the reasons uh, that it makes the people selling it a whole lot of money. Here's my little, just a little pitch for our classes that are coming up. This is exactly oh, what, I, sorry, yeah. this is exactly what we're going to be talking about at the turning your savings into income. We go through, can you just use dividend-paying stocks? Can you just put it in bonds? Can Should you, you just buy- put it in an annuity? Right. Can you put it? We go. We, we talk about why you probably don't need. No, I'll say that stronger. Why you do not need to take your retirement savings and put it into an annuity. We show you why, but we show you how to do it instead. So, and I don't have the classes in front of me, but they're coming up in the middle part of May. I know that. And we're going Linwood, Bellevue, and Tukwila. You can register at talkingrealmoney.com. All right, that's my shameless plug go. for today. That was a shameless yeah. plug. Uh, but you know, when you have two million dollars in assets in very illiquid assets, you boy, you'd better keep at least a half a million that's a good point. for retirement in something that is liquid, that is easily uh, that's obtained stable, you need it. too. I mean, I would that's, just and mostly in like, like short and intermediate term government bonds. Short and bonds. intermediate term boring bonds. Yeah, right. Dull, boring that bonds. That are making you, wow, 2% a year, but it, you they're, could get it any time. They're the anchor that yep. kind of keeps you in, in the harbor when there's horrible. prefer bedrock rather than anchor. <laughs> I can they're, talk they're, about some other anchors. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that didn't come out right. Uh, it is, um, it's just not smart. I, I But it's dangerous. easy. It's easy to take that money, give it to an insurance agent. They put it into a variable annuity. I get some part of the market, et cetera. It, no. Or non-publicly traded REIT. Oh, my goodness. Or no. An indexed annuity. No. Keep them coming. Yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I made a list. I made a list the other day of all of the financial radio shows on the weekends on rated stations in Seattle. I, yeah. I left out the non-rated stations. Because there are a lot of non-rated stations that have shows, but I'm stuck. It's just the rated stations. You guys know who you are. And I found, at most, there are three shows that don't sell uh, Get Rich Quick or or uh, indexed annuity products. Is three that shows. all it is? Three? Yeah, three. Three. And, oh, uh, trying to remember the other three. two, but okay. Yeah, there's three. I know we're uh, one. I can show you. We're one of the three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there, we're there starting next others. week selling the annuity, so that's right. not and, this and week. That, but the vast majority of the shows that are on, even those that claim to be be uh, hosted by fiduciaries, and a lot of these guys claim to be fiduciaries. Goodness. And they are they are in in one you know it's like Batman and Bruce Wayne. You know they're they're <laughs> come good out of the tunnel and you Batman, yeah. but they're these uh, flamboyant playboys in their other life. They uh, almost every one of them, when you really dig into their into their uh, disclosures and the like, they sell either variable or indexed annuities to people uh, for the bulk of their revenue. They manage some money on a fee based basis in some cases but the bulk of what they do there's no way there's no way they could afford their office rent on what they manage yeah, because on it's a fee basis because it's such amount. a small yeah. amount yeah. they have to be selling something else and it turns out when you dig deep what they're selling is indexed annuities almost every one of these shows loves that indexed annuity product and why do they love it because the non-disclosable commissions are astronomical and they're bad for you 
Hi, brief break time. I'm Don, and I really wanted to share this with you because I'm. This is something I'm really excited about. I have taken much of the work that we do for our online real investing journal and put it into a quarterly magazine that is, I have to say, pretty good uh, and pretty cheap. And it is the only publication I can find anywhere that is totally devoted to real investing. You will find no business news there. You will find no lifestyle information. You will find no hard news, political news, speculation stuff. It's all about the science and the process and the discipline of real investing. And it's a way to keep you on track toward a better future. It comes out four times a year and it's going to cost most people 25 bucks a year. That's all. Just 25 bucks a year. But because it's brand spanking new, a limited number of people can become charter subscribers at the lifetime price of 15 bucks per year. Plus, I'll get you a copy of the very first issue as a bonus while the supplies last, of course. So here's all you need to do. Just go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe and subscribe. And you'll start getting it in the mail every quarter if you're one of the first Hey, 200 or so to subscribe. You'll also get the very first issue as a bonus. So be one of the first to get the very first magazine ever about investing and nothing but investing. Real Investing Journal, and you can subscribe right now. Really easy. Realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. Realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. Now back to the show. We're talking real money. I wanted to just mention something, a little behind-the-scenes thing, Tom. Uh-oh. Because I mentioned I'm that I... am dressed appropriately know, today. I combed my hair. You look good. All right. Uh, the fact that, you know, I said I, I looked up Seattle-area radio station. Yes. We originate this show at the studios of KOMO News Radio in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But we also syndicate it as a podcast all over the country online at TalkingRealMoney.com. And now we also have a rebroadcast of the show that airs on a station owned by the same folks who own Como, K-O-M-O, which is KVI. You're not going to do... Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, he's okay. going to do the bad trumpet. Uh, <laughs> so if, if by some chance... Well, now you you may be excited, but the listeners aren't going to be that excited when Uh-oh. I tell them when, if you miss the Saturday show, yeah. you got to get up Sunday at 6. That's not early. That's... It come on. Is no, for I'm humans. out there raking my it lawn is. by then you're, this time I, of year. I know. You're up at like 4, but... <laughs> I am, the rest actually. The of us like like to sleep know, in on a Sunday, okay. which is why, you know, when you look at the, the only like 12 people are listening okay. at 6 a.m. That's so if okay. we get it up to 13, 14, we'd sure. be thrilled. Yeah, but just another way for people to hear us. Just another way to And hear by the way, it's the program um, is really, really good because it's, it's, well, because it's 60 minutes of content. Here, no offense, other people have things to say intermittently during the program. Well, yeah, here's what we do is we take this show, like yeah. this show today will probably be on next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an editor who comes in and takes the show apart and takes both hours I of the show. I notice they take all my stuff out, leave yours and in. And they take all of Tom's <laughs> stuff out. No, I didn't direct them to do that. <laughs> Apparently they just take the good stuff. <laughs> and they cut it up uh-huh. and actually they even use a thing where they, they compress the silence like that. I just, we, like the pause we just had, that will go away next week. No, 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 for 60 minutes. So two hours, you get two hours of show in one hour. Good point. 6 a.m. But our voices rise and shine. You get up then, make breakfast for everybody before they get up. You can read the paper before they get up. You can answer all your email. I tell you, it's a lot to get done Sundays at 6 a.m. I hate the morning. <laughs> oh, 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 the other thing. We were talking about non-publicly traded REITs. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about them from what is called a FINRA investment or investor advisory. Investor I think we alert. should go back and say what a REIT is first. Real Estate Investment Trust. This is a, a this is a, real estate. Yeah, a security that generally owns several investments in companies that then own real estate, generally. Well, actually, REITs own the real Correct. estate, and yeah. then funds of REITs own That's the companies that own the yeah. real estate. Okay. So a real estate investment trust will have a lot of very similar properties, typical. They'd be uh, commercial property, health care, yeah. right. apartments. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we, I I love to get the, the information from these things called investor alerts, which you can get at FINRA.org. F-I-N-R-A. Can I do the trumpet again for the no. alert? Okay. Um, but it's funny. Publicly trade, non-publicly traded REITs, 
Patriots, they re-warn about them regularly. Like, I just, the, there's one from a few months ago that says, uh, FINRA has reissued this alert. Not enough to say it once. Because of concern <laughs> that some investors uh, may be the recipient of misleading information. That really? in, in the interim period between the time we yeah. issued that alert and this one, that was... We found out they're hmm. still lying about yeah. non-publicly traded REITs, so we're warning you again, they're lying. Oh, and another one. This will be a great one because there's another radio show that pushes this. Binary option trading. Not sure I even know what that is. Good. You should. There's no reason to know what that means. Uh, they're they're calling this a uh, fraud, an outright oh. fraud at FINRA. Yeah, these are non-registered firms that sell these programs where you go to like a Saturday class, uh, probably oh, free, and then they sign you up for a two-day class for $300. And, and they then, sign you up for the yeah. master class for $3,000. And then they sign you up for the platinum master king of the world. I'll trade and make a billion dollars class for 30000 bucks. How do you think they're making their money? Do you think they're making their money trading options or scamming you? Tom and Don are talking real money. Here's another brief interruption. I am surprised at how much people still love their magazines, their print magazines. The vast majority of the most popular magazines on the planet have millions of print subscribers and only a few hundred thousand online subscribers. I learn people like reading on paper, and because of that, I've decided to create a brand new magazine for real investors to help you become a real investor. It's called Real Investing Journal, and it's full of just that, real investing information, the science of investing, the proven ways to make money long-term without gambling. There's no business news. There's nothing about speculating. There's no lifestyle stuff. It is all about investing all the time. It's full color magazine. It's printed every quarter and it's going to cost 25 bucks a year is all. That's all 25 bucks a year. But here's a deal. If you become one of our charter subscribers, we'll lock in $15 a year. And while supplies last, you'll get the very first issue in addition to your next year. That's a deal. 15 bucks a year, and if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. That simple. So go right now to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You need to add that slash subscribe. realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe and sign up for the charter subscription rate of only 15 bucks. You save 10 bucks and you lock it in and you get an extra issue. And you need to do it now because I know we're going to run out of the extra issues, so you better hurry. Go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe, realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You'll like it or your money back and speaking of back we're going back to the show now for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money too many people look at the 401k as a measure to reduce taxation instead of and we started the program a little bit on this instead of what that really should be is i'm just setting aside some of my human capital if you will to save for later when i will not have as much human capital to provide income after i quit working that's what it really should be looked at number 2 if you're certainly under the age of 40 i don't know anything about your taxes but generally if you have a roth 401k option at least some of your money should be going in the Roth because you go ahead and pay the taxes on it because then it gets 30 years of tax or 40 years of tax-free growth. There is nothing else like that out there. So I I worry a little. And do I like the fact that they would take away that tax deduction? No. But in some ways, again, I think it misdirects what the conversation should really be. And that is, number one, if you work for an employer, you should be in the plan and they have a plan. Number two, employer you know, should try, and I'm, I'm not picking on business because we run one too, um, and match as best they can into that 401k. What his point is, if, you, if you're if you a congressperson, this, this is a pretty big number. I think if you're one term in Congress, you're eligible for the pension that pays you $41,000 a year. That's a lot. And if you're back in Congress for 30 years, and that's a long time, I know there's not that many people have been there, you're eligible for an annuity between $105,000 and $130,000 a year. That's pretty Pretty generous, really, um, beyond anything that you could have saved. And he points out you could save in the federal plan as well. So I'm I should slightly, run for Congress. We could probably get you elected. Oh. 
It would, you know, there's some district somewhere that would support you, I'm sure, because there's like 435 of them, right? We could find you a spot. You know, if if they took away that deduction, though, that $150 billion, that's some serious... uh, I think it's $1.5 trillion. Over 10 years. Yeah. So it's $150 billion a year. Pardon me, yes. And I'm looking looking at one year's worth of government spending, and uh, that pretty (laughs) much takes care... Well, no, it does. It pretty much takes care of... uh, It'll cover all of the transportation budget... All of the science budget, all of the energy budget, and all of the housing budget of the federal government, all in that. Okay. I did a piece. I, That's I did not a piece. very much. I mean, because the major expenditures are, of course. Defense. No. What's the bigger one? Okay. Now, see, I'm going to have a disagreement with you on this because right now, Social Security and Medicare and are, Medicaid. Self, are self-funded. And their pay as you go, they're not self-funded. There's a difference. Anyway. No, they're self-funded. The money's they're, coming they're, in. They're, they're bringing paying it in. Yeah. They're bringing right. in more money than they're spending. But, but, but if you throw it all in one Currently. pot, it's about half of it goes to what they call entitlements. Yeah, well, actually, it's more than that. But because uh, I just did a feature on this for Monday. Oh, okay. On I use milk instead of money so that people could understand. <laughs> so half a gallon the, goes where the milk where goes. I, ha- ha- I was gonna say half a gallon's just cut right <laughs> off the top. See ya. So if you want, in fact, it was kind of interesting. If you want to, uh, and you say defense is, you can't touch that. I think that's like fifteen percent. Yeah. If you if you cut out everything. But military and veterans affairs, you get a balanced budget. Every, oh, that, that that was easy. Every single thing except yeah, defense. Right. And you have to take a little away from veterans affairs. I'm not doing that. You have no money. No. There's none left. Anyway. The point of this program is to get you first to save, then to do it right. And getting you to save, we don't even we have no idea how to do that. I, I don't know that anyone knows how to do that. That's well, you pointed out that many people believe that the they're in incentivized because I get a tax deduction. I think that's misplaced. You really should be incentivized because at some point you won't have an income anymore from your work. You're going to need but, money. But now you when you're 25, are usually responsible. Well, I'm old now, adult. so of course I but am. But you've always been a slightly more responsible because <laughs> oh, you were raised, you know, in a in a, yeah. in a all right, fair enough. In a more traditional family. That's true. I on the other hand that's true. was raised by a wacky family. And <laughs> when you're young, when you're young. <laughs> yeah, think about this for a minute. When mm. you're young, do you you're in your twenties. Yep. When you're in your twenties, life moves very slowly. And you think, I have all the time in the world. Look Good at point. how long it took that last year to pass. Well, it's uh, the next fifty are gonna take forever. Uh, it's hard to get young people to think past today. Uh it's even hard to get young adults to think past today when they're looking at, you know, they just had a kid and mm-hmm. you want all the Demands. nice stuff for the kid yep. and you want a better school for the kid and it, it, it's really really hard there's got to be a way to get that automatic that's going to really be the key to people saving for retirement is to make it a mandatory automatic kind of thing which is one of the reasons why we like acorn so much mm-hmm. i wish i was getting paid by them is because it just kind of forces money out of your paycheck but really if we want to get people saving for retirement 401k contributions need to be mandatory a i guess the question is how you do X that out. oh i see I, uh, so it's really they just take fixed. they take five percent out mm-hmm. In essence, it's like medical insurance. People don't realize when they have a job and they're getting free medical how much they're paying for that, how much their wages have been reduced to pay for Good that. Point. It doesn't. So what we do, instead of paying somebody $70,000 a year, you pay them $60,000 a year and 10000 just, oops, where'd it go? Yep. That's the only thing that's going to work is if it becomes a mandatory thing. And that's why maybe as individuals, we can force ourselves to do it by playing mind games with ourselves, by having money taken out of your paycheck by making yourself do it day one and then forgetting that money even existed. You're and not that, paid You just said money. the key word there because that's the other thing. Even I see people that have saved. Then they switch jobs. Now there's this little pot of money that you had and they say, well, what? Do, oh, I'll take it and I'll buy a TV. No, that money should then go into the next retirement account instead of being spent. That's another entire issue. Tom and Don are talking real money. Let's make a deal. We need reviews for our podcast to make it more popular, and you'd probably like a free year of Real Investing Journal. So, I'll trade you a year of Real Investing Journal through a $15 coupon code in exchange for a review at iTunes for the podcast Talking Real Money. Here's how you get your coupon code. Go to iTunes, write a review of Talking Real Money that at least goes into a second line, drop me a note at Don at Talking Real Money. Realmoney.com 
along with the text of the review. I'll go check. As soon as I see it there, I'll send you the coupon code, and you can order the only real investing magazine, Real Investing Journal, and get the first year free. That's all there is to it. Just send me the copy of your iTunes podcast review to Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, and I'll give you a coupon worth $15 off Real Investing Journal. Now, this is a limited-time offer, and there's only one per email address. So go ahead and submit your review to iTunes and then send it to me, Don, at TalkingRealMoney.com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. There's only one way I know of that you can look back over a long period of time and say if you had just invested this way and kept your cost low, this sort of thing, you would have made money. Everything else is so speculative. Or just plain old wrong. Well, that could be too. For (laughs) example, years ago, I hosted a show called the Ways and Means Committee. Indeed you did. The Don McDonald Show, which was on all over the country. And back in the early days, when I actually believed there were people who were smarter than the market, I had a lot of guests on the show. One of those guests that I had on a couple of times was a gentleman by the name of Robert Prechter. Good old Bob, Bob Prechter. Prechter. Market timer, I think. Yeah, market timer, yeah. proponent of the Elliott Wave That's theory. right. Yeah, that, that's that, right. That's, there's yeah. some gigantic Kondratiev wave that the world Ride cycles along. And, yeah. and Bob had, at every juncture, now I remember this is in the late 80s, early 90s that I was talking to him, and he was predicting a Great Depression. He predicted a stock market crash and a subsequent Great Depression. Is he still predicting that? He just published a new 813-page book. Good Lord. He claims he used, he, he used 61,000. He generated 61,000 sheets of paper that he had to condense down to 813 pages. Of a book. When I write and, a book, I'm going to say the same thing, by the way. Yeah, he's showing these piles. 800, he said it took 13 years to write. It's mm-hmm. called The Socionomic Theory of Finance. Whoa, boy, that sounds like fun reading, huh? But what, give me the give me the two sentences that matter, would you well, please? Well, Market Watch interviewed him. Yeah. And of course, that's the last, that's the only place probably left where anyone would interview you if you're Robert Prechter and you've been so consistent. Yeah, it's been wrong. a while. Yeah. Basically, the bottom line is that if you follow the squiggly lines, mm-hmm. any second now, we're going to have another Great Depression. Can we wait till Monday? Because I got big plans tomorrow. second now. Okay. The market is so overpriced. And then he proceeds to say, get this, (laughs) I don't even understand this kind of thinking. The stock market is lower, it's peak. The stock market's peak, he claims, was in 1999. I know, I'm looking around the room. I got to think that through. I mean, which stock market, I guess? The global stock market. Oh, the global stock market. Hmm. That uh, its peak was in 1999. It's been going down ever since. Apparently, those squiggly lines have gotten inside his head and squiggled some things. He claims it's on a know. gold basis, but... Oh, I see. So if you compare I, it to the I, price of... I think the price of gold has been pretty flat. Well, it had a great run in, what, 08, 09, something, 9, 10, something like that. I I'm going to have to go back now. Oh, okay. I just read this during the break, and yeah. I'm thinking, the stock market has not gone up since 99. But apparently he likes using gold as a currency, so which you, is... Yeah, okay. Spurious. I think we should have him on. Yeah. I'm kidding. Seriously? Kidding. No, okay. no. We don't do a lot of interviews. We, you know why we don't do a lot of interviews? No, please because tell me. there's nothing they could tell us that everybody's out pitching their That's system. True. Yeah. Their gimmicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only guys I'd want to have or gals I'd want to have on are people from Vanguard or Dimensional. And occasionally, you know, I get How about Schiller? Uh, yeah, I guess that'd I be okay. I had him on the TV show once. He was entertaining. Yeah, Schiller would be okay. But, yeah. you know, when, he, when it comes right down to it, Schiller agrees with the Famas and the Frenches of the world. He says he doesn't, but then when push comes to shove, This is a guy who says markets are inefficient. He goes, well, they're inefficient, but, but there's no inefficiency that individual investors can, can exploit. Yeah. In other words, when we come back, we're going to tell you the only way we believe you should be investing. So stick around. Tom and Don are talking real money. Here's another brief interruption. I am surprised at how much people still love their magazines, their print magazines. The vast majority of the most popular magazines on the planet have millions of print subscribers 
and only a few hundred thousand online subscribers. I learned people like reading on paper, and because of that, I've decided to create a brand new magazine for real investors to help you become a real investor. It's called Real Investing Journal, and it's full of just that, real investing information, the science of investing, the proven ways to make money long-term without gambling. There's no business news. There's nothing about speculating. There's no lifestyle stuff. It is all about investing all the time. It's full-color magazine. It's printed every quarter, and it's going to cost 25 bucks a year is all. That's all, 25 bucks a year. But here's a deal. If you become one of our charter subscribers, we'll lock in $15 a year, and while supplies last, you'll get the very first issue in addition to your next year. That's a deal. 15 bucks a year, and if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. That simple. So go right now to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You need to add that slash subscribe. realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe, and sign up for the charter subscription rate of only 15 bucks. You save 10 bucks, and you lock it in, and you get an extra issue, and you need to do it now because I know we're going to run out of the extra issues, so you better hurry. Go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe, realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You'll like it or your money back and speaking of back we're going back to the show now your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money welcome back to the show i'm don and you know actually i ran the numbers on prector yeah he's actually kind of right uh if you bought 300 dollars an ounce of gold in in Jan- january 2000 okay and you held it through today it would be well worth 1280 wow that's a pretty good uh 16 17 years yeah, yeah. 2000 through 2000 years. 16, yeah uh that's an annualized return of eight percent per year that's yeah, not bad which is almost exactly what the total global stock market it did over that period almost exactly the same so i guess that one question would be around that is did you just go buy gold dust because you buy coins it's always trickier yeah 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 well the other thing is is that that gold gold in in 2011 peaked at about 1800 yeah yeah, i know it's been tough times since it's been down ever Mm -hmm. since so gold is in a horrible bear market right now whereas stocks i mean if you put let's say well gold was 1800 in 2011 2011. So let's say what what uh, that 18. If you took your 1800 in gold and you put it in the stock market in 2011 and you held it till now, you'd have three thousand dollars as opposed to 1280. So he's right and he's wrong. Yeah, you know it's it's all about you can you can choose your statistics. And you wanted to talk about what we believe. Market timing yeah, in and believe? of itself is tricky because it's a, it's two parts, right? It's selling, but then you got to figure out when to buy again. There's nobody I know. That and, and there's no wave. There's no mm-hmm. magic set of numbers I know of. And if I if I was going to time, I know you don't like this, but if I was going to time, I'm not saying to do it. But if I was going to, I would use 200-day moving average. That's it. In other words, you add up all the, the market closes for the last 200 days. That gives you a number. You know, divide by 200. That gives you a number. And if the market's higher than that, you're in the market. If it's out, if it's lower, you're out. That gives yeah. you some protection against the downside, right? Because you know when. Yeah. Then, I think anyway, I think so, it's foolish. I, I by agree. the way, I just. I I wouldn't do back it, and, but I, I just looked back at history uh, just to see how his previous predictions were. In, <laughs> yes. In, in uh, 2010, he gave a, a buy signal, a strong buy signal for gold. Uh-oh. Right before it went straight down. What did he do? Did he predict the market decline in the early 30s? No, he wasn't around then. Oh, okay. I know he's been around a long time. I wasn't sure. So He's not that old. Okay. 30s? The Depression? I'm giving him a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he did claim that he knew about uh, about the crash of '87, even oh. though in early '87 he was uh, giving buy signals. You know who did? I, you see, know who whose claim to fame was that he called the crash of '87? Do you know this? No. It got him on uh, Wall Street Week with Louis Rukeyser. Paul Merriman. Yeah. Really? Uh huh. That's that was the thing. It got him on. That's where it went went from there. So. Well, then why are we doing this? Why are we giving <laughs> just sensible let's just, advice? Let's okay. We'll why think, okay. We wait. Well, no. Wait. Make go. stuff 
up. No, you say the market's going to crash. I'll say it's going straight up. One of us will be right. Boom, you're there gonna, we go. I'll yeah, be on Wall Street week. The problem is you're going to be – they don't care about that prediction. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah, do. the stock market yeah, goes up. Right. I don't care. If you yeah. nail the crash, yeah. then you're famous. Like but, uh, what's her what's her name in the no, municipal bond? Yeah. Uh, she, that, exactly. What's her name? <laughs> we could remember because every prediction since then has been wrong. No, that's – and, and there, there's a reason why, by the way, because people – the pain you feel is much more vivid than the gain. This is a psychologist exactly. say this. It just it's Absolutely. far worse what you lose than what you make. So what do we believe people oh, should thank be you. doing? There you We're, go. Not market timing. Nope. Even with your goofy two hundred day moving average. <laughs> I'm gonna run that this week. See how I do. No, see see how you did. Back yeah, thank test you. that baby. Thank you. Back test okay. that baby. All right. Over time. I'm gonna be years. better than Bob Prechter, by the way. Oh, I'm sure you'll be yeah, better I will. than Bob Prechter. Because I'll be in the but market you, way more. Will you be better than no. An index? No, no, right. So it's it's simply it? a defensive. You'll be. You would have been but out for some period of time. Why are you defending? What are you defending against? This is the my next argument. Big with, crash. But- Okay, that would make sense if you somehow believed that there were the same number of crashes as there were increases. That's that a good point. the market went down as much as it goes up. That kind of defensive posture makes sense if you believe it's a zero-sum game. But the problem with the game is that it isn't a zero-sum game because we are not talking about stock speculation in a vacuum. Stocks represent something, and that's what people miss. Stocks are not something that are traded. They actually represent the perceived value of the global economy. Has the global economy ever gone into a protracted downturn from which it never recovered? Middle Ages? Dark Ages? No! Nah, just putting that, ma- out, <laughs> getting that out there. You know, some people... Uh, Trump yeah, administration? That's the, that's no, okay, that was a bad joke. one yeah. I get mm. that gets thrown at me. Is people go, well, what about the Dark right, Ages? Yeah, right. I go, you are so Europe-centric. <laughs> there weren't that many traded securities at the time either. Well, but you, when you look at economic value, and a professor in Scotland did this many years ago, he went back through historical records to try to recreate the value of economies. Do you know what the most, eva- the most valuable economy in the world was in the... Actually, 12th, I think, 13th I think I do know this. I think it was India or China, right? China. Yeah, okay. Yes. And by the way, there's a lot of suggestion that we're going back to where we were. <laughs> That's it goes the up, it goes away, down. Right, dude. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. all right. So I was on right sure, on that one. You, but okay, so then what do you do? You invest in the global economy okay. because the one, the only thing that we can know for certain is that never in the history of human civilization, written civilization, has the global economy, global economy, ever declined and not recovered. But it's never been so dominated by financial companies and technology companies, Don. This is a new paradigm. Paradigm different at one, than ever at before. One time, at one time, it was uh, dominated by one king uh, who controlled most of the wealth and decided who got what. Uh, yeah, but there were still sub-economies even in that tightly controlled environment. Uh, even in Russia, which is an oligarchy, you still have independent entrepreneurs and smaller businesses that are making livings. You Stealing you, from my credit card, that kind of thing? In China, in China, even though it's a communist country, they have rampant capitalism and a lot a lot of businesses have grown very wealthy under that system. So we'll talk in a moment about a few ways you could do what you just said, which mutual Glo- funds you own could the do. global economy. But we'll it's talk not we'll that some specifics. Hard. Yeah. We will. We'll give you actual names. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hi, brief break time. I'm Don and I really wanted to share this with you because I'm this is something I'm really excited about. I have taken much of the work that we do for our online real investing journal and put it into a quarterly magazine that is, I have to say, pretty good uh, and pretty cheap. And it is the only publication I can find anywhere that is totally devoted to real investing. You will find no business news there. You will find no lifestyle information. You will find no hard news, political news speculation stuff. It's all about the science and the process and the discipline of real investing. And it's a way to keep you on track toward a better future. It comes out four times a year and it's going to cost most people 25 bucks a year. That's all just 25 bucks a year. But because it's brand spanking new, a limited number of people can become charter subscribers at the lifetime price of 15 bucks per year. Plus, I'll get you a copy of the very first issue as a bonus while the supplies last, of course. 
So here's all you need to do. Just go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe and subscribe. And you'll start getting it in the mail every quarter. If you're one of the first, say, 200 or so to subscribe, you'll also get the very first issue as a bonus. So be one of the first to get the very first magazine ever about investing and nothing but investing. Real Investing Journal, and you can subscribe right now, really easy, realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe, realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. Now back to the show. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Okay. (laughs) People have some strange, strange lives. Uh, I did not know this. I found an article about Bob Prechter from 1987 from People I told you he's been around for a long time. What what was his prior claim to fame before becoming a market prognosticator? I would have absolutely no idea. Let's see if this will play. He played Rod Stewart in the movie? No? Wait a minute. Wait for the the chorus. None for me. He wrote that. (laughs) Oh, he wrote the song? He wrote the song. He should have quit right there. What a genius. Wow. Jenin, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Jenin? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Hey, I have uh, about 40000 in a 401k with Waddell and Reed, um, and I got my annual report uh, this year for 2016, and it seemed to severely underperform, was maybe like gain of $500 on the year. And I was kind of wondering, is this unique to all indices for the year 2016, or was this more unique to Waddell and Reed? This is a well, question that comes to yeah. portfolio? Yeah. What, is it, what do you have in it? You know, I wish I could tell you. I, I kind of I don't know enough about this to really be uh, educated in what I answer, but I, I can tell you it's more of an aggressive growth model. So okay. if it's Forty thousand uh, dollars, and it's aggressive. I mean, that sounds like one point something percent. I that sounds very low. This, by the way, this is generally it's pretty interesting. Generally, what drives people to call us or see us in our office? Ah, my returns have been horrible. We say, well, how are you invested? Well, I don't really know. Um, so the fact that it's at Edward Jones, we're not no, huge fans. Waddell and Reed. Pardon Waddell me, Waddell and Reed. Reed. I don't mean to pick which on which is Ed another Jones. one of which of yeah. whom I'm not a big fan. But the too. but again, we. We would want to know, th- and here's, I mean, I think you need to do this. What is your stock to bond ratio? Right. What percentage of the money is in stock mutual funds? What percentage is in bond mutual funds? Now, are you okay. talking year to date or are you talking calendar No, he said last year. year. Oh, this year last or last year? year? 2016. Yeah. My tax so January 1, 2016 through December 31st, 2016. If you had uh, invested that portfolio in 100% in aggressive equities uh, over that period, you would have made just 100% stocks, globally diversified, without any active management or anything, you would have seen 40000 become about 46000 What's that percent? That's uh, 16%. Yeah, that's okay. I knew the number, but I was waiting for you to say yeah. it. 16%. Yeah, no, so assume you had some stock. I mean... Some bonds, you should have still at least probably made double digits in 2016. It was a good year for stocks. Oh, yeah. If you had a 60-40 portfolio, just a dumb little balanced portfolio that was U.S. and international, you would have made about uh, 9 yeah. almost 10%. That's what I said, yeah. And you would have had $44,000 at the end of that year. Here's my suggestion. Number one. Sounds like fig- bad fun. Yeah. Figure out, number one, what you own. Number two, look at the options that you could put the money into. We have a website. 401411.com. You can send us the funds you have, and we give you free of charge our look at the portfolio, right? Is this a 401? Yeah, 401 is what he said. Yeah. Was it a 401k? Okay. Yeah, at Waddell yeah, and Reed. So we'll look at yeah. the list of funds and we'll try to help you assemble a reasonably balanced portfolio when it comes to the stock side. Every person has to decide sort of how much risk they want to take. Does that make sense? Yeah. You guys are great. Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, this is. I, I got to it sounds like bad funds. Though. Yeah, I, I'm not really even going to go there. I'm maybe it's all in stable value. I don't know. You, you, the public, know, you, the listener, aggressive. you need to know what you own and what, how much you're trying to make and how much you're willing to lose. And regularly. most stockbrokers' advice is terrible. They suggest actively manage funds that pay them a high commission with high fees. Tom and Don are talking real money. Here's another brief interruption. 
I am surprised at how much people still love their magazines, their print magazines. The vast majority of the most popular magazines on the planet have millions of print subscribers and only a few hundred thousand online subscribers. I learned people like reading on paper, and because of that, I've decided to create a brand new magazine for real investors to help you become a real investor. It's called Real Investing Journal, and it's full of just that, real investing information, the science of investing, the proven ways to make money long-term without gambling. There's no business news. There's nothing about speculating. There's no lifestyle stuff. It is all about investing all the time time. It's full color magazine. It's printed every quarter and it's going to cost 25 bucks a year is all. That's all 25 bucks a year. But here's a deal. If you become one of our charter subscribers, we'll lock in $15 a year. And while supplies last, you'll get the very first issue in addition to your next year. That's a deal. 15 bucks a year. And if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. That simple. So go right now to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You need to add that slash subscribe. realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe and sign up for the charter subscription rate of only 15 bucks. You save 10 bucks and you lock it in and you get an extra issue. And you need to do it now because I know we're going to run out of the extra issues, so you better hurry. Go to realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. realinvestingjournal.com slash subscribe. You'll like it or your money back and speaking of back we're going back to the show reality radio for a really great future we're talking real money i love my break time it's an opportunity for me to do research and i've had so much fun doing research during the breaks in this hour or today's show mm -hmm. Tom, that i have decided that i am writing a feature piece on robert prechter for real investing journal he's online I too have, he'd like to discuss his accurate prediction of world war ii in a moment i have seen so much interesting stuff in the breaks on bob prechter you're gonna have to wait and get real investing Sorry. journal to find out wow. it's good stuff andrea you are up next welcome to talking real money hello hey what's up i i have an opportunity to buy an annuity and you guys keep saying no annuities we do say this that a lot don't we annuity is based on my contributions to my portion of a state retirement fund different annuity yeah there are yeah there was a, there, and this is one of the things we get into in the class there yeah. are the original annuity concept was not a bad one they no, have been messed up by the insurance industry to include investments what you're talking about you're talking about a state plan correct yes it's accumulation in other words you the money's going in and then later you're going to get paid back the money you put in plus the return on that money there i have no issue with that well, those kinds of that's an immediate annuity yeah. of sorts it, yeah mm -hmm. deferred right. deferred and yeah what i the option i've got i've got half a million dollars in it at the moment as long as the stock market does well and I can use any portion of that over $2,000 to purchase an annuity with a 3% COLA annually yeah. and guaranteed for life. So it's yep. not that I put it's, in so much money and when that runs out, I'm dead. No, no, you're, buy, you're, you're buying a contract with the issuer that says you're going to get this much plus inflation for a long time. Yeah. And the I've looked so, at this. We've had a lot we, yeah, of calls yeah, on this. Mm -hmm. This is a good annuity. This is a the okay. good ones because bear in mind they don't have the fees or commissions associated with a lot of these products and that it's are sold to people transparent pardon me it's very transparent yeah you know what you're buying and you know what it's going to do that this is not our i mean when you start getting into equity index annu annuities and variable, variable right? and all the rest of this pardon my french crap because it's convoluted it, garbage. It, it's hard to understand it's very expensive no we've talked about this particular plan before and okay let me give you a little tiny bit of not non-specific advice but having an annuity like that can provide peace of mind but bear in yeah. mind that once you put the money in there it once you annuitize an annuity like that you can never get that money it's gone forever so it might not be a bad idea to have some money in that for the certain money and then continue to put something into equity investments to give you that chance at a better future on into the future that's kind of what i've been thinking 
thinking. My problem is deciding how much to put in and how much to figure put elsewhere. Out, <laughs> figure out what your bare minimum needs will be. I And by the way, my take would be on that, because that's such a huge issue, I'd get professional advice from yeah. a fiduciary, a registered investment advisor, somebody that really give you good advice and look at the possibilities. Much of, this, is, this is risk transference. You're simply taking risk from you and handing it to somebody else and saying, you guys handle that. There's just a cost to that. There's nothing wrong with it. And I like Don's advice on splitting it up. Some of it goes into this. Some goes into something with additional growth so that it gives you a shot at making more than just inflation for a long period of time. Exactly. Nothing wrong with making inflation. Nothing wrong with having some certainty. But remember, it's probably a really good idea to have some money that remains yours and can be passed along to your heirs, too. 877-397-5666. That's our phone number. Give us a call because we're really talking about your future, your life. Tom and Don are talking real money. Let's make a deal. We need reviews for our podcast to make it more popular, and you'd probably like a free year of Real Investing Journal. So, I'll trade you a year of Real Investing Journal through a $15 coupon code in exchange for a review at iTunes for the podcast Talking Real Money. Here's how you get your coupon code. Go to iTunes, write a review of Talking Real Money that at least goes into a second line, drop me a note at don at talkingrealmoney.com, along with the text of the review. I'll go check as soon as I see it there. I'll send you the coupon code, and you can order the only real investing magazine, Real Investing Journal, and get the first year free. That's all there is to it. Just send me the copy of your iTunes podcast review to Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, Don at TalkingRealMoney.com, and I'll give you a coupon worth $15 off Real Investing Journal. Now, this is a limited-time offer, and there's only one per email address. So go ahead and submit your review to iTunes, and then send it to me, Don, at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. 877-397-5666, 877-397-5666. Call that number on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, and get some answers to the financial questions that are difficult to uh, understand, difficult to uh, to deal with. I know it confuses people. They don't know what they have. Like that guy said he was with, you know, he had that money with Dell and Reed in his 401k, didn't know what he had. You got to know what you have. And you got to know what to do with what you have. So we promised this for a long time, so let's just do it get it over with all right number one it's important well what we want what we want what we try to get for our clients and what we think you frankly should try to get is the returns of the global stock market how do you go about doing that well we believe the best thing to do is to buy a widely diversified portfolio some big companies some small companies value companies growth all of these various emerging markets we mentioned REITs earlier a widely diversified portfolio you do that at a very low cost. And in fact, one of the things, this is amazing to me. There's a real war going on right now among uh, the big providers of index mutual funds. We have long said, just go to Vanguard and buy the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, VTWSX. It charges less than one quarter of 1% a year. You invest in 7,000 stocks. It doesn't quite do for asset allocation what we do for our clients or what we think. It's exactly. But it's it's not perfect, but It's, it's a good And you get it at a very, very, very low cost. But Fidelity is making huge inroads here. Schwab is making huge. If you want to just own the S&P 500, I know Don's going to be mad, me saying that, which we don't think. But if you just, I just want to own 500 companies, you can now go to Charles Schwab and you can own SWPPX, the Schwab 500 Index Funds, for three basis points. Three. For those of you who don't know what a basis (laughs) point is, that's three one hundredths of one. That's pretty Three one-hundredths of one percent. Yeah. Point zero three. You do that, you know how much risk you're willing to take emotionally and how much risk you need to take to try to grow your portfolio. You have an understanding about what you're trying to do. You build an index fund portfolio. And then, here's the toughest part. When Bob Prechter calls, you don't take his call. When the global economy looks like it's never coming back, you've got to tune all that stuff out. You're building 
building this for the long haul, shh, nothing else matters. And then we found out, though, we've been suggesting that, that global fund at uh, Vanguard, and we found out that if you do the total market index and the total market international index at Fidelity, you'll get a comparable portfolio to Vanguard, and you'll get it for it's about less a, money. It's yeah. like 0.14% and per yeah, year. So even cheaper. 14 one-hundredths one, yeah, of one percent. One-tenth of one percent a year. That's cheap, 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 good, cheap. good, good. All right, you can't get much cheaper no. than that until it's free. Bill is our next guest. Hi, Bill. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. What can yeah, we do so, for you today, um, sir? Yeah, just had a question about college savings for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping to just kind of give you an overview of what I'm doing today and, and kind of the, the logic behind the strategy okay. uh, and, and see if I can get some feedback from you or, or your opinions on you know, if that makes sense or you think I should change something. Okay, go. What are you doing? Yeah, so I've got a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Uh, so I've started uh, a 529 plan, uh, the Maryland 529 plan for my oldest, the three-year-old. Um, and I haven't done anything for the one-year-old yet, but but kind of the, the strategy I was thinking was, you know, I'd, I'd start a 529 plan that's, that I can transfer between my kids, uh, you know, just as a risk mitigation if, one, if my oldest or one of the kids decides not to go to college uh, or get a scholarship or what have you. And then I, I also, from what I understand, I can utilize my Roth IRA and, and or uh, traditional IRA to help pay for uh, college expenses for my kids as well. So I contribute to both of those at the max amount uh, every year. Uh, so that's that's kind of the plan. You know, I'm going to let I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you there, Bill. I'm going to let Don talk about yeah. the Maryland plan because it's not our favorite. But I will tell you unequivocally, unequivocally. Your retirement is the top priority here. No offense to your kids, and I'm sure they're wonderful children. Your IRA and your Roth IRA should be for your retirement. Their college plan, whatever you can save in the next 15 to 18 years. By the way, I just I'm proud to say with my new grandson, just started his new 529 at Utah. He's like six weeks old. It's exciting. But I I would not consider, and I think we'd be giving you bad advice if we did, using your retirement savings to pay for their college. There's a lot of ways they can get money to go to college, whether it's, as you mentioned, scholarships, the fact that you're thinking about this with a young age, savings, and then maybe they even have to borrow a little bit. So I wouldn't consider that. But what about the Maryland plan, Don? Um. Uh-oh. It's not a bad plan. It's just more expensive than the one that Tom just suggested. And the plan uses actively managed funds from T. Rowe Price, which is one of the better actively managed companies because they're at least not ridiculously expensive. But their total fees on their accounts run about 1% per year. And you're going to pay about half that in a plan with Utah, which uses Vanguard dimensional funds, which can get you a better portfolio. You can use a DFA target date portfolio in Utah for a half a percent and probably get a much better non-predictive portfolio for the for the long haul. And remember that if you have one of those, you're, you're, you're right about that. If you have yep. one child who doesn't use the money, you can earmark that for the other child. You can move that back and forth. Right. But Tom's right. The only as a last resort in desperation should your Roth be used for the kids. You're better off because you're going to sacrifice so much of your future if you use the money for them in 20 years or 15 years. Uh, that you're better off borrowing yep. at a low interest rate to help pay for their college education than tapping that Roth IRA, paying the taxes on it, and and funding your kids. You don't get a penalty, but you're you're still going to lose all of that future growth that is going to become critical to you enjoying a great future. That so you don't have to live in their basement, and your kids will appreciate that. And they're going to cost enough because I think I just read that a new kid these days costs like 250 grand to get them to 18 anyway. Wow, that's a lot of money, sure right? Sure glad I don't have any. Right? Mine are gone. Ouch. Exactly. So I mean, no, I, 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 th- I mean, the fact that you're thinking about this, so many young parents don't even think you're not. That's great. Number two, as Don said, we would, we think the Utah plan is better because it's lower cost, because the yep. funds are excellent. Fund. And here's the other part that he didn't mention: it's age based. In other words, they readjust well, it. Well, so is the Maryland. Okay, so pardon me, because I love that fact that you don't have to do anything. The money goes in; they take care of all that. No commissions. So those would be our suggestions. And I, I, again, I think the fact. Bill, that you're thinking about this is fantastic yeah. for the young Maryland kids. plan is fine. I think the Utah plan is just finer. That's all. Okay. okay? So would you say that that you know, given the the feedback on on don't use my my retirement for this, 
would it make sense to open an, a, another, let, let, let's say through the Utah program uh, or 529 for the youngest one that I haven't opened anything up yet? Or would yeah. it make sense to just keep plugging more money into the Maryland to satisfy the, the college youth both kids? I, I would I would go with a Utah yep. plan that gives you more diversification, and too, which is always a good thing. And that half a percent a year is a huge number difference. over 18 years. It adds up. People or, think, ah, it's no big deal. It's huge. It's huge. Got it. Okay. All right. Thanks, good luck. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Back. Get them going young. I love yeah, that. It's yeah, it's really smart. And, and, you know, any 529 is better than no 529. Good point. Good point. But when we're suggesting 529, we want you to get the best products at the lowest price. And so far, I mean, West Virginia's was yeah, pretty, pretty good, good. Mm-hmm. but it's a little more expensive. Utah's so far has, has taken the prize. Tom and Don are talking real money. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening. That should keep the lawyers happy.